You're listening to a 1FM podcast. And I've got him on the line yet again. It's Steve. How are you, Steve? How you going, Josh? Good. Not bad. Good, right. good. Yep, so you haven't had your tooth done yet? No, it's next week, so we probably won't be able to do one of these next week because I've got to go to Melbourne on uh, Wednesday and uh, be down there for a few days afterwards, so, yeah. All right, okay, well, that's that's all right. Well, we'll, uh, we've got a fairly short one, much to my disgust, because uh, I really did like uh, this person, but uh, the information um, bank wasn't all that full. Full of stuff, so I can only put uh, put down what I could buy found. So that's okay. very unfortunate, but uh, she was very good anyway. Okay, who are we talking about? Liv Mason. Ah, my dad knows her. I mentioned. I think she was from Melbourne. I think. Yeah, she was. As far well, as far as I know, she was, and uh, most of her performances were in Melbourne, and she did a lot of. Uh, work after she retired uh, around Melbourne. I know that. Okay. Uh, precious, precious little information for probably uh, probably about a four, about a five or ten minutes feel at the most. But that's okay. I'm still on to get her onto the show anyway. Okay. Well, let's roll then. Okay. As I've mentioned, uh, I put down Liv Mason. There's, there's no information. No information available about her back, basic background, so I'll start when she first came to prominence. Now, she came, actually came second in a series final of the TV talent show, New Faces, which was a very popular show, probably back before your time, Josh. Yeah, a little uh, bit. It was produced in Melbourne and uh, on Channel 9. It was compared by Frank Wilson, who was a well-known personality around, uh, around the traps on Channel 9. From 1963 to 1976, uh, Bert Newton had a go at it from 1976 to 1985 and then came back for another short stint in 1992-93. Now, it was a heats and finals format. Now, you'd be uh, very pleased to know that notables included uh, Olivia Newton-John. Daryl Summers came second in 1970 and the winner in 1970, you'd be absolutely wrapped to know, Josh, was John Williamson. who made his first appearance on that show doing Old, old Man Amy. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the reason uh, that was his uh, starting base, actually. So that's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite a good program. And other people that were on it were Paul Hogan, uh, uh, people I think we all know him, and Shane Bourne, and even Keith Urban. So uh, it, it did spawn quite a few uh, people that we know of. Now... Liv, Liv Mason, I know, was a mother of two, and she had a very deep uh, contralto voice, which was the, the lowest uh, voice of the uh, singing voice a woman can have. And she won a recording contract with uh, Ron Tudor. Uh, he, he had a, a production company uh, called um, June, June Productions, and actually changed the name later on, which I'll mention later. And... Um, she began to make TV and club appearances and build up a broad fan base. And the first song that she had was called Love Moth. And this was a cover version of an Italian song that was called La Pioggia, P-I-O-G-G-I-A. Now, I presume that means moth or something in uh, Italian, but uh, I never looked that up. And that was her first single. Now, that was released on the Polydor label. And that was a national top 40 hit, speaking in, at 39. But that in Melbourne... It was certainly a top ten song. And her second song, Knock Knock Who's There, 
Uh, that was released in no- April 1970. Now, that was a cover version of Mary Hopkins' uh, Eurovision entry of 1970, which we've mentioned before. We've said Mary on our on our show. And that actually finished second in, in the Euro- in Eurovision. Now, that was released on Ron, T- Ron Tudor's new uh, record label, which is called Fable. That was quite a well-known uh, Australian label for quite a long time. And that peaked at number two nationally. Now, this was on, and the interesting part was it was on the charts for 23 weeks and earned her the unique distinction of being the first Australian female singer uh, to be awarded a gold record for sales exceeding 50,000. So that was a pretty unique achievement. Now, she was a top, it was a top ranking Australian record that year to finish third on uh, Go Set, which was basically the, char- the charting, in- major chart information that we had back then. Uh, so it was on uh, Gosset's record of the year. Now, at the time uh, of this, there was a huge dispute between commercial uh, top, uh, pop stations and record companies, and the upshot of which meant that um, uh, overseas artists' songs were not played and that the Australian cover versions were made and played. And I dare say that uh, as fine a talent that Liv, Liv was, and I still think she would have been successful anyway, her timing was very good in relation to this dispute going on. Now, the third song that we've had was called Snowbird, and this is probably the one that I prefer most. Now, people would have heard this song, uh, it reached 13 nationally, and people would have heard this song sung by Anne Murray, which I've mentioned of her, uh, her on the uh, our, our version of uh, her version of the show that we've done. And uh, the similarities between the two songs are quite marked. There's very little to choose between them, but I actually like them both, so that doesn't matter. So I think it's an excellent song. It only goes for a couple of minutes, but it's a very nice song. Now, on the back of that, uh, Liv Mose actually finished fourth in the Go Set poll for the best female vocal in 1970, and she finished second in 1971. And won a, a memorial logie, which was called the George Wallace, who was a comedian um, back in the 40s, 50s, and I uh, was on TV fairly in the 50s, I know that. A memorial logie for the best new talent in 1971. Now, after that, she made another seven singles from 1971 to 1974, but none of these charted. And she did uh, an EP and an LP and then basically disappeared from the pop scene, the working clubs and cabaret by the mid-1970s. And I can remember seeing several years ago, now it was either in the newspaper or on TV, uh, a woman in her 20s or so came on and said that she was Liv's daughter. So we did notice that Liv was actually still living in Melbourne at that stage. Now... An interesting little side thing, I don't know whether you might be interested in this, Josh, you're, you're well known for doing your community service announcements. Now, you might want to uh, go to uh, uh, just uh, type in, in Google, Liv Mason's community service announcements, and you'll hear about two minutes spiel of Liv's doing, Liv doing um, quite a few commercials for different uh, different things, about Easter and um, yeah. uh, and all that sort of stuff. She might be interested to listen to that. She's very, very good. She's got a terrific voice. 
so and look, Josh, that is about, about basically it because um, I couldn't find anything else. I'm just, I was a great Liv Mason fan actually, and I was very disappointed that she left the scene so early, and always wondered what happened to her, but I've never really found out to be quite honest. So the song choices are easy. Uh, the three that I've mentioned in any order that you wish to have, but I would prefer Snowbird first, thanks, so if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, and here it is, Snowbird by uh, Liv Mason. Yeah, it's a nice version, that uh, cover. Yeah, they're very... The two songs are very similar. In fact, you can do what you probably did last week and did it, like we did with In the Misty Moon with our friend Jerry Wallace and Dean Martin. But the, two, the songs are short, so we could probably fit them in. But uh, Knock Knock Who's There is my second choice, and Love Knock uh, is the other choice. Josh, thanks. Okay, we'll get them in. But, uh, yeah, thanks very much. And, uh, well, I look forward to talking to you. It might be a bit difficult this week because of the tooth getting pulled out, but uh, maybe the week after. All right, we'll see how we go. I'll, I'll certainly keep in contact with you to make sure that you're still alive and kicking and you've got no pain, Josh. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll let you know if something happens, but, uh, yeah, just getting two teeth taken out and I need to go to Melbourne to get it done. So well, I don't have to, but uh, Shepparton was booked out for like a month or something, so I said, well, well I'll just go down there because I'll get rid of it quicker. So, yeah. Yeah, very much. I think it's a much better idea to get rid of the pain, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, but I'm just not sure how long it's going to take. But anyway, we'll uh, talk to you soon, Steve. Take care. Yes. Okay, I look forward to that. So I was very glad I was, I was able to fit the live in because he's someone I did like. So I appreciate the uh, time to be able to do that one. And good luck and good health to everybody. And uh, look forward to catching up soon, mate. Yeah, take care. All the best. See you, Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.